and take your Bibles with me. Amen. We're going to turn to the book of Jeremiah. Jeremiah 18, verse 2. Amen. I just want to take this moment to thank Pastor Stevan, the leadership here. Amen. For uh, giving me the privilege to speak tonight. Um, you know, it, it, it's, a, it's, a, it's an awesome opportunity and a privilege to be up here and, and to speak behind this pulpit. Amen. Not only a, a pulpit that, you know, our great founding pastor, Pastor Steve, is able to preach behind and even Pastor Josie, but now Pastor Estevan, I believe, is, is, is as great and, and going to be even greater. Amen. Um, and Pastor, I just thank you for everything that you're doing here within the heart of the Bay. You know, the, 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 the process that you're taking us through. Amen. And you mentioned it tonight about the app. Amen. And that's what we're going to be getting into here tonight within this message. And I spoke this message to the home uh, a few weeks ago. So, you know, pretend like you never heard it before. Amen. Praise God. But when pastor asked me to speak, um, just the Holy Spirit was, was, kept reminding me of this message and kept keeping it in my mind and keeping it at the front of my mind and on the tip of my tongue. So I got to be obedient. Amen. So Jeremiah 18, verse 2 through 6, says, Go down to the potter's house, and there I will give you my message. So I went down to the potter's house, and I saw him working at the wheel. But the pot he was shaping from the clay was marred in his hands. So the potter formed it into another pot, shaping it as it seemed best to him. Then the word of the Lord came to me, O house of Hayward, amen, O house of the heart of the bay, can I not do with you as this potter does, declares the Lord. Like the clay in his hand of the potter, so are you in my hands. Father, I ask that you would just set me aside, speak through this message, God, open our hearts and our minds. God, take full control, let your Holy Spirit move in the mighty name of Jesus. And we all said, amen. amen. Praise the Lord. You could go ahead and be seated. Tonight, I'm going to try to get some of this water. Amen. This eye pulpit is awesome, but I don't have an iPod. So, amen. Praise the Lord. Praise God. God is good. And all the time, God is good. Amen. Pastor was talking about drinking rock stars and rebels. I feel like I drank a whole case, but I didn't even touch one. Amen. Um, I used to think it was being nervous, but then I learned that it's the Holy Spirit, amen? So I'm going to try to get what is inside of me, try to get it out to you guys tonight. And, and I pray that you guys are ready because I believe that God is going to do something great here within this place, not because of me or because of who I am, because I'm nobody, but of how great God is, amen? So I hope you came with an ex expectation tonight, amen? Praise the Lord. Anybody come expecting a touch from God here within this place? So like I shared earlier that... You know, I've had this message, and, and God gave me this message uh, maybe a few years ago, you know, and I was going through a few things within my life, but God reminded me that, that, I, that I am clay in the potter's hands, amen, that even though you may be like this, or you may be like that, or you may have some flaws here, some flaws there, but I have my hand upon you, and I'm going to form you and mold you into the man that I want you to be, amen, and, and, and at different times in my life, different situations within my life, God reminds me of this portion of scripture in Jeremiah and says, don't I have my hand upon your life, amen, and I want to share with you guys tonight that through everything that you go through, through every step of the process that you may face, God always has his hand and his eye upon your life, that he never will leave you, he'll never forsake you, amen, he never puts you to the side or throws you in the garbage, amen, you are never done, Amen. The process that God takes us through and, and the process that we go through is never ending. 
Amen. It's always progressing. It's always going forward. It's always expanding. Amen. Even here within the ministry of Victory Outreach, what God is doing, the process that he's taking us through internationally and even locally here is always expanding. Amen. Expanding to the left and to the right. Amen. Stretching to the different uh, uh, corners of the world. Amen. That this call that God has for us never uh, uh, stops growing. Amen. So how much more the calling that God has with, upon our life is never going to stop growing. Amen. So just as a potter has a specific purpose for every pot he creates, God in the same way has a specific purpose and a plan for each and every one of us. Can we say amen? But before the potter, amen, even sits down and he begins to to work with the clay, before he even gets his hands dirty, he already has an idea within his mind of what he wants to make. He already has a plan. He already has a blueprint. He already has a strategy and and, and a vision of the, the final product within his mind. And that's the same thing when God looks at us. I mean, the Bible says that before he even formed us, before that, that he knew us, that he had a plan for us. Amen. That God has a specific purpose and a plan for each and every one of us. So before he even pulled us out of our darkness, amen, before he even pulled us out of that miry clay and out of that dirt and out, and out of that muck, he already had a plan. Amen. Just like God already has a plan for, for Sal. Just like God already has a plan for Jason. Amen. That God has a plan and a purpose. Amen. Even though we might have been living in sin, even though we might have been caught up in the, in the things of the world or, or doing different things, God had a plan. God had a purpose for our lives. So here we see the potter. Amen. And what we're going to do tonight is we're going to break down the process of a pot. Amen. We're going to break down the process that it takes to create, amen, a masterpiece. Amen. To create a piece of art, to create something that, that is not just meant to look good, but it fulfills a purpose. Amen. Because how many guys know that a potter, he doesn't make things just to look good, but he makes it for a purpose. He makes jars. He makes bowls. He makes pots. Amen. He makes bowls to feed people. He makes uh, uh, jugs to, to pour out his anointing. Amen. He, he creates different things for different purposes. Even though this pulpit, I was thinking about this pulpit like all day yesterday for some reason. I was like, I don't know if my notes are going to fit on this pulpit. But Pastor Ezra did it so I could do it too. Amen. But I was thinking about this pulpit and I remember when, when Brother R and Brother Greg made this pulpit. I mean, if you look at it, it's wood and it's metal and it's got some paint on it. But it just didn't grow out of the ground looking like this. Amen. It just didn't appear one day in some forest somewhere. And, and Brother Art went and said, oh, look, there goes the eye pulpit. He had to actually come up with a concept. He had to actually come up with a blueprint. He had to come up with some measurements. He had to figure out what would be the best material to make this pulpit because Pastor Stevan likes to hit this thing. You know, he likes to slap this thing. And he likes, you know, we move it in and out. So it had to be durable. Amen. So it had to fulfill the purpose. So he had to know, okay, I need to use this type of wood. I need to use this type of metal. I need to weld it here. I need to smooth it out here. He had a process. But before he began it, he had an idea. Amen. Or pastor had an idea. Amen. And gave it to him. But it had a purpose. Even though this once was a tree, it became something even greater that the word of God can come across through this. Amen? So tonight, that's what we're going to go through tonight. We're going to go through the process that God takes us through. Amen? And like I said, this process is not, you know, uh, uh, you go from step one to step four and then you're done. Sometimes God will take you from step one to step four and then take you back to step two and then step three and then step four and then one and then three and then two. Amen? Because we're works in, prog- in progress. Amen? Works in process and works in progress. Amen? Because we're always progressing. We're always learning. We're always growing. Amen? So God has a plan and a purpose for, for us all. Amen? And like I said, he knew it before we were even born. 
So looking at the process of a pot, we find four main stages of development. And then number one, I'm going to just give them to you real quick, and then we're going to go through them. Number one is the cleansing stage. Amen? The first step that God takes us after he has his, his concept, he takes us to the cleansing stage. Amen? And then after that, he takes us to the molding and the shaping stage. Amen? After that, after he cleanses us, after he molds us, he takes us to the curing stage. Amen? He takes us to the curing stage. He takes us to the fire. Amen? And then for some of us, after we've been through the fire and through the testings, sometimes God has to put us on the shelf for a little bit, and we go through the waiting stage. Amen? So each one of these steps has, has a, 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 a specific purpose within our lives, within the development of a pot. Amen? Sometimes we, we see things at the store, and, you know, we sing, oh, five bucks, like, that's kind of a lot of money. But if you've seen the process that something had to go through, you'll value it more. Amen? You'll understand, wow, only five dollars for that? that? That's a bargain, because it went through a, a week-long process to be made. So just like us, we have to go through these steps. Amen? And each one of these steps has, has a vital and a key uh, 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 importance within our lives. One, amen, uh, um, and once you go through all these steps, we can withstand the different climates, the different trials, the different testings, and the different things that God wants to do within our lives. So starting with the first stage, amen, the cleansing stage. In every pot's process, they start here at the cleansing stage. See, a potter, he, he would not just go back in, in the days of Jeremiah. He couldn't go to Michael's and buy some nice clay. Amen. He couldn't say, who I want orange and I want green. You know, he had to go out to the field and he had to find the right dirt. Amen. He had to go out to, to, to the places maybe where nobody wanted to go. He had to go to the, to the, when, the, when the tide was low and it smelled real stinky like Alvarado. Amen. He had to go over there and he had to say, you know what? That's some good dirt down there. Amen. He would begin to scoop up some dirt. Or maybe he had to go, you know, to places like A Street. Amen. So maybe he had to go to some certain neighborhoods where, where it has some, some real raw dirt. Amen. The, the dirt that nobody wanted. Amen. The potter would go there and he would begin to scoop up this dirt. He'd begin to scoop up the, 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 these minerals. He'd begin to scoop up different things and he would begin to blend it together. Amen. And, and then he would begin to take that, that, that dirt and he would begin to make clay. Amen. He would begin to pour water. He'd begin to pour out his anointing upon that dirt. Amen. He would begin to pour in worth. He would begin to pour in dignity. He'd begin to pour in a, a destiny within that dirt. And he'd be able to create something that can be used for his honor and for his glory. But see, when he, he would create that dirt, when he would create that clay, that clay still had rocks. That clay still had sticks. That clay still had stones, amen. Maybe there was a few bugs and a few little parasites within that clay. So he had to go through and he had to sift through that clay. And he had to sift through that dirt. And he had to take out the sticks. He had to take out the stones. And he had to take out all these things that would, would compromise the integrity, amen, of a pot later down in the process. So he would take this clay and he began to clean it. Just like God takes our lives and he begins to clean our lives. He begins to clean our minds and begins to clean our hearts and begins to purify our motives and begins to remove the way that we used to live. And if we used to have foul mouth, maybe he used to change. He, he comes in and he, he changes our voice. He changes our tongue. Amen. He, he pours in his anointing and he cleanses us with his blood. He cleanses us with his mercy and he fills us with his righteousness so that we can be moldable and shapeable in his hand. So we go through this cleansing process within our life. How many of you guys here are being cleansed? Amen. I, I'm being cleansed every single day of my life. 
Amen. Every single day, every single moment, every, every time that I go to work or any, any kind of exposure to the world, I ask God, God, cleanse my mind, God. God, I, I don't want to, to, to uh, uh, compromise the integrity of this vessel. Amen. So we have to continually ask God to cleanse our minds and to cleanse our hearts. Amen. Psalms 40 verse 2 says, he lifted me out of the slimy pit and out of the mud and the mire and he set my feet upon a rock and gave me a firm place to stand. Just like the potter comes and he takes that dirt, he takes that mud and he begins to mold it and shapes it, then he slaps it right there on the wheel. Amen. He slaps it right there on the stone. He slaps it right there in the center of his wheel and he begins to mold you and he begins to shape you. Amen. And even at that time, like in the, like the scripture says that when he first saw the potter, the, the clay looked marred. It had no shape. It had no form. I mean, it looked maybe broken. It looked destroyed. So even in this process, maybe you may feel like you don't have it all together. Maybe you may feel like, you know, you don't have a purpose yet. Maybe you feel like, man, how can God use me? I still have sticks and stones within my life. But God says, it's okay. As I form you, as I mold you, I'm going to continue to remove these things that are holding you back. I'm going to continue to remove these things that are hindering you and, and keeping you from answering my call. So for us, this, the first step is coming to Christ for most of, for most of us. This is where, where we experience the touch of God within our lives. This is when we come to, to drama-ramas and we come to services and we experience the presence of God upon our lives. So we surrender to God and we allow him to take us from that miry clay. We allow him to take us from those pits and to put us upon his will. Amen. So he takes us and he puts us on the potter's will ready for the next step in our lives. Ready to be formed into what he desires us to be. So this leads us to the second step. Amen. The second step of the process is the molding and the shaping stage. It's molding and the shaping step. Are they putting it up there? Oh. Psychedelic up there. It's cool. So God begins to mold it. I seen Pastor like he's captivated. Amen. He begins to mold us and shape us in the second stage. Amen. He begins to, to put a little bit more pressure upon our lives. Amen. He begins to put a little bit more uh, 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 force and a little bit more, you know, uh, encouragement in our lives. Amen. He begins to stretch us a little bit. He begins to open us up. Amen. Just like you had a lump of clay, then you have to begin to go in and you have to, to open it up so that he could fill you up, so that he could, he could, he could cleanse you some more and he could put his, his love and his mercy into your life. He begins to form you and he begins to shape you. Amen. Like a potter, he knows where to add pressure. Amen. He knows when to add some more water. He knows when to add some more anointing. He knows where to add the right ingredients. Amen. This stage of our life, amen, like I said, just like the cleansing stage and the molding stage, we experience God's touch the most. His hands are directly upon our lives. This is where, you know, maybe we got baptized in the Holy Spirit. This is where we got filled with his anointing. This is where we begin to speak in tongues. And this is where we begin to experience God's gifts and his talents within our lives because he's molding us and he's preparing us for what we're going to do. But how many of you guys know that, that this, sta this stage can be one of the hardest stages? That this stage could be probably one of the most difficult, difficult parts of the process because it means change. It means changing the way that you think. It means changing the way that you lived your life for 20 plus years. It means changing your, your attitude and your concept about certain things. It means that you have to allow the Father to come in and begin to push you in, in the opposite direction that you want to go. See, I don't know if anybody here has ever done pottery or ever seen somebody do pottery. But that potter, he has a pedal, and, and as he pushes that pedal, the wheel begins to spin. 
Amen. And just like in our lives, how many guys know that our life is always spinning? Amen. That, that when we go to work, our, our life is always spinning. When we are with our family, our life is always spinning. So our, our lives are always going round and round and round. And sometimes it speeds up and we feel like, man, I can't stay in the center, but I'm going to fly off. But the potter knows I'm going to put pressure to keep him right where I want him. I'm going to keep pressure right here to keep that, this young woman right where I want her. Amen. So God knows that this step is hard. Amen. And like I said, the, uh, a clay on the potter's wheel has a tendency to slide off. It has a tendency to fly off the, 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 the wheel. But God keeps us right there where he wants us if we allow him to. Amen. If we, we have to allow God to keep us in that place. We have to allow God to keep us in the center of his will. Amen. In the center of his anointing, in the center of his presence. Amen. If, if we want to continue to go forward, if we want to continue to, 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 to be used by God and be shaped and molded, we have to stay right there in the center of God's will. Amen. But like the clay, like I said, you know, it always has a tendency to fly off or, or to lose shape because of everything that's going on within their lives. Amen. Sometimes if we get, you know, maybe we, we, we came out of the miry clay and we were cleansed and God began to mold us and begin to shape us and, and we're experienced God's presence in our life. But then maybe we begin to get hit with physical elements or maybe we begin to get hit with financial, you know, burdens within our life. We begin to lose our shape. Amen. But we need to be careful to, to always keep God the one forming us, because sometimes we can let our illness form us. Maybe we can let, sometimes we can let our financial burdens form us. Sometimes we can let, you know, different people's opinions form us. But we have to always make sure that it's God's hand upon our life that is forming us. Romans 12, 2 says, do not be conformed any longer to the patterns of this world. Amen. But be conformed by the ways of God. We need to be conformed by his hand. Amen. By his word, by his presence, by, by the leaders that, that he establishes within our lives. Amen. So during this stage, it is very important to stay where God has us. Amen. And continue to allow him to mold us and to shape us into those men and women God wants us to be. Then this leads us to the third process, uh, the third step of this process. God took us from the clay. He cleansed us. Then we came in and he began to mold us. He began to shape us. Now after he has this, this vessel now, now that he has a bowl or he has a vase or he has, you know, a jar or a jug or whatever the potter would make, now he has to take this, this creation, he has to take this thing that has purpose and now he has to put it in the fire. I mean, now he has to put it through some testings. Now he has to put it through some trials. Now he has to put it through some hardships. Amen, because if you just take raw clay and you, and you set it out on a shelf or you try to pour water in it, it's going to fall apart. It's not going to be able to stand. It's not going to be able to, to endure the things that it has to go through. So the potter knows, I have to put this, the, 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 this vulnerable clay, I have to put it in the fire. And the potter knows that, that in the fire, that, that it has two, it has two uh, outcomes. One, it can make the pot stronger, or two the pot can break. So it's important that the potter did what he needed to do. And it's important in our lives that we allow the potter to do in our lives. Because when you begin to go through the fire, when you begin to go through trials and you begin to go through different situations within your life, when you feel the fire and the burdens upon your life, are you going to be able to get stronger or the flaws that are still in you, the sticks that you didn't allow God to remove, the, the different rocks and the stones in your heart that you didn't allow, allow God to remove, are they going to be exposed in the fire? 
the little air pockets that, that maybe you didn't want God to touch within your life, the different things and the different secret sins and the different hangups that we have. When we don't allow God to deal with those things, the fire exposes them. And then the fire will bring them out. It will bring them, out to, bring them to the surface, and it will compromise the integrity of the pot. So we need to make sure that, that step one and step two, that we allow God to do everything that he can within our lives. So now the potter, he takes the clay and he puts it in, in the kiln, amen? He puts it in the fire. He puts it in the furnace, amen? He puts it in a place of testing. He puts it in a place, amen, where, 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 where the clay can now become stronger, amen? He could put it in a place where now the clay can be purified, amen? Because clay, it has a lot of bacteria. Clay has a lot of diseases, amen? And if you, you know, the purpose of a pot is to serve others, Amen. The purpose of a, of, of a glass or a jar or a bowl is to serve others. Back in the time, a potter would make something so that they could use it to serve. Amen. So God, he creates us to serve others. Amen. So he pours out his anointing. He pours out his spirit into us. But if we don't allow the fire to purify us, when we begin to pour into others, we're going to contaminate them. So we need to allow the fire to come in and the heat to come in and purify us, to make us stronger, to make us more durable. Amen. How many guys want to be durable for God? How many guys want to last the long haul, amen? How many guys want to, to be able to be used for what God wants you to do? So we have to go through the fire. We have to go through the trials. I don't know about you, but there's times in my life where I avoid trials. I avoid confrontation. I avoid certain things because I don't want to be in the heat, amen? I don't want to be, you know, the one that nobody likes, Amen. Even though it's like God's telling me, you go do this or go say that, you know, but I'm like, man, but then maybe they won't like me anymore. But see, sometimes that's the fire that we have to go through. Sometimes those are the testings and the trials that we have to go through. Because one day God might make you into a vessel and he may want to send you across the world. But if you didn't allow the, 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 that fire to strengthen you, you're going to break under pressure. So we have to allow the process to take its full course. Amen. We have to allow the fire to, to penetrate our hearts. We have to let the, the, the trials and the different temptations that we go through strengthen us. Amen. We all go through different things. We all go through different types of fire and different types of testings and trials. Amen. But, but as we continue to grow and we continue to put our trust and our faith in God, he, he keeps us. Amen. His, his love and his mercy endure forever. Amen. He, he's so faithful even when we're not faithful. Amen. And even times where we may turn away from this trial or turn away from that fire, God says, God says, it's okay. I love you so much. I'll give you another one. Amen. He's so great. Amen. God has a way of doing that. He says, oh, you don't want to go through this step of the process? Okay, I'll have it for you over here. Amen. You don't want to go through the fire right now? That's okay. But you're going to go through the fire one sometime or another. Amen. God, God has a way because he knows the importance. Amen. He knows the importance. And you also got to keep in mind that even in the fire, this is the, this is the stage where the potter doesn't have his hands upon the pot. Amen. That, that through the cleansing stage, when he went and he grabbed the, the clay and he grabbed the dirt out of, out of the miry clay and he began to form it, he had his hand upon the clay the whole time. But when he puts the clay in the pot or in the fire, he has to let go and step back. And he, but then you have to know this, he always is watching. He's watching the pot. He's, he, 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 he's analyzing the pot. He's, he's inspecting the pot. And sometimes for us, when we go through the fire, when we go through trials, when we go through different situations within our life, we feel like, God, why did you take your hand off of my life? 
Like when Jesus was upon the cross, Father, why have you abandoned me? Why have you forsaken me? But God says, it's okay, my son, I still have my eyes upon you. When you're going through certain things within your life and you feel like nobody's around, when you feel like giving up and throwing in the towel, you got to remember it's okay. God, God, I know you're watching me. I know you got your eyes upon my life. God, I'm not going to give up because I know I have to go through this. So don't give up in the fire. Don't break in the fire. Don't give in in the fire. But know that God is watching you. Know that God has his, his eyes upon you. That he, he's watching you with, with, a, with, with intent to use you. Amen. He has a purpose and he has a plan. So just like the pot is there and it may feel all alone. It may feel empty at this time because it hasn't been filled yet. It's okay because the master says, I still have a plan for your life. Many times we go through this stage and I see people go through this stage of the process. They come in and they come off the streets, man, and they're messed up and, and they're, you know, they're tore up from the floor up and beat up from the feet up. And God touches their life. God cleanses them. God begins to pour out his anointing. He begins to mold them and shape them. And maybe they come behind the pulpit and they begin to speak, you know, words of encouragement and they begin to be used by God. And then God puts them in the fire. And then all of a sudden, the potter looks. He's like, where did my pot go? Turned into ashes. It vanished. We see people like that all the time. When they begin, when everything's good, it's all good. But when the fire comes, they split. I don't want to be that type of person. I don't want to be that type of man where when I'm put under pressure that I break. I don't want to be that, that, that kind of person that when my pastor looks at me, I want him to look at me and say, you know, I could use him. You know, I might not have it all together. I might not be the best at everything that I do, but I just want to be willing. Amen. So we have to stay right there where God has us. Amen. Right there, even in the midst of the fire, in the midst of the flames. Amen. Like I said, it provides two outcomes either to get stronger or to break, amen? But I know that when God puts us in the fire, he never allows us to break, amen? Unless we remove ourselves, amen? Even Jesus went through the desert for 40 days. Even Jesus went through times of testing and times of trials, amen? But it's the past victories that are gonna keep us together when the weight of the world is trying to crush us down. So not only does God take us from the miry clay, not only does it, when he cleanses us and he begins to change our ways of thinking, he puts us on the, on the pot, he puts us in the center of his will, he begins to mold us and to shape us into the young men and women that he wants us to be. And then he puts us through the fire and the trials and the testings. But then even at times, sometimes we have to go through the stage of waiting. Amen. sometimes part of the process is being put on the shelf for a moment. Maybe part of the process is, is just being, sitting in the pews. Amen. God may, may have called you. God may have said, you know what, you're going to do great and mighty things. You're, you're going to preach the thousands, or you're going to do this, or you're going to do that. But then you're sitting there on the shelf. So the pot just came out of the fire, and the pot's ready. The pot's ready like, I'm ready to go. I'm ready to, to hit, you know, hit the ground running. I'm ready you know, to do whatever I got to do. I, I endured the fire. I came out, man, just tell me what to do. And then the potter says, that's good. I'm going to put you right here. And then he, then he goes and begins to make another pot. And then you're just sitting there like, what happened? I just went to the training center for a year. I just went 14 months in the home. Now I got to just sit here and do ushering? What are you talking about? But God still has a purpose. Amen. Because sometimes we come in and we're boastful. Sometimes we come in and we're prideful. Sometimes we come in and we want the, the limelight. We want the glory. Amen. So God says, you know what? I got to see if he'll be able to stand right there on the shelf. 
I got to see if, you know what, this young woman will be able to handle it not being used for a moment. And God will put them there. That's like when you go, we went to, uh, where you go, Sausalito. They got a lot of little galleries. They have art there. They got pottery there. They got paintings there. People have put a lot of time and effort creating these things. You know, and, and they're expensive. They're not cheap. But then they just sit in a store waiting. But then one day somebody comes into that store. Somebody comes into that gallery and they see the perfect pot. They see the perfect painting. They see the perfect sculpture. And they have a purpose and they have an intent. And the same thing, that, that's what God does within our lives. That God takes us and he forms us and he molds us and he shapes us with a purpose, with an intent. Amen. And then he puts us on the shelf because he has, he has you, you, your purpose in mind. Even though it may not be today, it may not be tomorrow, it might be next year, it might be next month. Amen. He goes and then he says, you know what, there's that pot. I created it with this purpose. Boom, go to the mission field. Boom, here, go start, start a, you know, a reentry home or go do this or go do that. God's purpose never ends, amen? God's purpose never comes back void, amen? So sometimes we, we get put on the shelf, amen? Sometimes we get put on the shelf, you know, and it's for different reasons, for different things, amen? But like I said, God never, God never forgets about us. I mean, God never takes his eyes off of what he created, Amen? So even in this step of the process, amen, uh, um, the pot begins to go through different things, different, different trials and different situations, amen. Um, just being transparent, just being open with, with you guys tonight, just I feel like maybe the last few years I might have been on the shelf in my personal life. There's different times. I've, I've been through every part of this process multiple times. You know, I, I'm young. I've only been saved, you know, I've been saved like 10 years. But I've been, God's took me through this process multiple times within my walk with him. And I feel like the last few years that, you know, that I've been on the shelf. That God, he didn't forget about me. But he says, I, I have a purpose for you. But right now, I just need you to just be right here. You know, and the other day I was in prayer. And, you know, it, now looking back, you know, when you always look back, you're like, oh, that's why this happened. And that's why that happened. But when I was looking back, and I began to have a breakthrough in my prayer, and I began to have a breakthrough within my life where for a while it felt kind of dry. It felt kind of dusty, amen? Because how many of you guys know sometimes it gets dusty on the shelf, amen? Sometimes it gets a little dusty just sitting there, amen? And I was feeling like, man, you know, again, just here I go, just kind of going through the motions, just going through the actions and just coming to church and just doing this and doing that, you know, and, and, and there's no fire, there's no excitement, you know, but it's like, I, I just got to go, I got to go, I got to go, I got to go, I got to keep doing it, I got to keep doing it, because in my mind, I know God's going to do something, that there's going to be a breakthrough right around the corner, amen, so there, and, and, and I'm feeling like I'm just sitting on the shelf, you know, yeah, being used for this, being used for that, but I, for some reason in my heart, in my mind, just like, I, I don't feel like I'm doing everything that I'm supposed to be doing, but then a few weeks ago in prayer, man, I had an experience with God like never before, you know, I felt his hand and, and, and his touch, just like the potter walking up to the shelf and looking at the pot that's been sitting there, maybe had some dust on it. And then he goes and he reaches out and he grabs the pot. And that's how I felt. I felt like God reached up and he just grabbed my heart. And he just grabbed my heart and he took me off the shelf and said, okay, now I'm going to get ready to use you again. I'm going to clean you up a little bit. I'm going to dust you off. I'm going to begin to fill you up. I'm going to begin to pour out my spirit and begin to pour out my anointing in your life. And I'm going to begin to use you. And I'm feeling, feeling this in my life. I'm like, wow, God, you're, you're so faithful. 
You're so great. Amen. And, and it's just an experience that, that I'm sure many of us have, have had. Amen. But I know that the process isn't finished now. Now maybe God has to take me back to step two. He's going to mold me and shape me again. Maybe he has, sometimes he has to smash us back down to dirt and begin to make us back into clay. Sometimes God has to break down our ways of thinking. Sometimes God has to, to break down, you know, our, 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 our stature and who we think we are. We've been saved for 15 years, man. I, I, I know this and that. I've been here. I've been there. I've done that. God says, you know what? I got to just, I want to create something new within you. I got, a, I got a new calling upon your life. I got a new anointing for your life. I got a new purpose for your life. Because some of us, maybe we had a few cracks. Maybe we had a few blemishes. Amen. Maybe, you know, we've been through a lot of battles. So God says, you know what? I'm going to take the same clay, but I'm going to create it for something even better. I'm going to create it for something even greater. Maybe you were saved at one time, and, and for different reasons, maybe you, you, you broke. Maybe you became useless, maybe, in your, in your mindset. But God says, it's okay. I'm going to take these pieces. I'm going to break them back down. I'm going to pour out my anointing. I'm going to begin to stir it up. I'm going to begin to mold it again. I'm going to begin to shape it again. I'm going to begin to cleanse it again. I'm going to begin to form it again. And then God begins to use us again. So don't, never think that because you left or because maybe you gave up on God or maybe you turned your back on God, don't ever think that you're not, you don't have a purpose still. God still has a purpose for your life. He could take the things that are marred. I mean, he could take the things that are damaged. He could take the things that, that, that maybe might look like they have no use to everyone else. And he began to put them back together. I mean, he could begin to, to reuse them and to create them into something great. See, there on the shelf in Psalms 37, verse 7, it says, Be still before the Lord and wait patiently for him. In this time, we must wait on God. Amen. We can't try to fill ourselves with what we think we're made for. Amen. Philippians 1, 6 says, be confident of this, that he who began a good work in you will carry it out to completion until the day of Jesus Christ. God doesn't just start projects and leave them to the side like me. Amen. I start projects and kind of just let it go. You know, I, I, that's my prayer. God, help me to finish, God. You know, so it's like God finishes what he starts. Amen. He does, just doesn't get a slab of wood and, okay, uh, no, I'll finish it later. God, God finishes what he starts. He says that he will finish what he started. So what God started in your life, it might have been last week, it might have been 10 years ago. What God started in your life, what God started in your heart, the calling that he gave you, he will finish it. He will bring it to completion. Amen? As the worship team comes, I want to close with this. Ephesians 2.10, we could all turn there. I'm sure we all know this portion of scripture. Ephesians 2.10, are you guys there? Say amen. Praise the Lord. Ephesians 2.10 says this, For we are God's workmanship, created in Christ Jesus to do good works, which God prepared in advance for us to do. When I read this scripture, a few things stand out to me. Yeah, it says that we're called to do good works. Yes, it, call, it says that God prepared our calling and our purpose before he even formed us. 
But the two things that stand out most to me in this scripture, it says, for we are gods. Amen. Uh, I remember a winter retreat where, you know, I was going through the process. I was going through different things. And I, I think it might have even been a time in the fire. And, and Pastor Ezra was up, up um, he was up there and it was in Hume Lake and he was preaching. And he spoke a message about being gods. Amen. Not gods ourselves, but apostrophe S. Amen. That apostrophe has a lot of meaning. That apostrophe S has a lot of meaning to us. That we are gods. We belong to God. Amen. We belong to him. Amen. That, that yes, he forms us and he, and he molds us for a purpose, but he just doesn't sell us off. Amen. At, to the highest bidder. But, he, but we belong to him. That he is always going to use us. He is always going to have his hand and his eye upon our life. That we are gods. We belong to him. And then secondly, it says that we are his workmanship. Amen. Different translations say we are his masterpiece. Amen. We're just not a cheap little cup that you buy at the dollar store. Amen. Our, the price tag that is upon our life is priceless. There isn't enough money in the world that can buy you from God. That we are his masterpiece. We are his workmanship. Just like, you know, a, a painting from Van Gogh or a painting from Picasso or, you know, a, a sculpture from Michelangelo or, or Da Vinci. Just like those are masterpieces in, 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 in our society and in our culture. When God looks at us, he sees far greater than the Sistine Chapel. He sees far greater than, than, than the sculpture of David. He sees far greater than any painting and anything that, that some man can make. But he sees something that is priceless. He sees something that has so much value and so much purpose and so much, you know, potential. We are God's and we are his workmanship. Amen. He's not just something that, that came out on an assembly line. We're not just something that, you know, a machine stamped out. I want to let you know that your life, your calling, your purpose was formed in the palm of God's hand. I mean, it was formed right there out of love. It was formed right there out of mercy. It was formed right there out of grace. It was formed right there with his anointing. Amen. So as we stand here tonight, oh, and the Holy Spirit just begins to move within this place. I don't know where you're at tonight. I don't know what step of the process you're in, but I know we're all going through a process. Some of us, maybe God is taking us and he's cleansing our hearts. Maybe God's taking us and he's purifying our minds. Maybe there's a few things in your life where you need God just to, just to work within your mind and within your heart. Maybe you need deliverance tonight. I believe God is going to do it here within this place. Or maybe you're right there and God is molding you and God's shaping you. And he's pushing you and he's stretching you. And, he's, and maybe he's pushing you back down and forming you back up. Maybe you're going through changes. Maybe you're going through different things and you feel the tug of the world trying to pull you out of the center of his will. Maybe you're in that step of the process. Or maybe you're going through the fire. Maybe you're feeling the heat of different things coming upon you. Maybe you're feeling financial burdens. Maybe you're feeling like, you know, maybe you're, you're, you're sick in, in body. Or you have family members that are sick. Or maybe you lost loved ones and you're going through trials and, and you don't really even know if you're going to continue to serve God. I want to let you know, don't give up in the fire. God is watching you. God has his eye upon your life. He still has his eye and he's watching you from a distance. Or maybe tonight you're in that stage where you might just be on the shelf. And you may feel like you're not really doing what God has called you to do. Whatever step of the process you're in, 
I want to invite you to come to these altars, and I believe that God is going to meet you right here tonight. So as they sing this song, the altars are open here within this place.